0: All right, how's it going everybody? Welcome back to a very early morning edition of Renaissance Man. I am your host, Rob Fishbeck. Man, I'm really excited about today's guest. We met through basically work and became fast friends, started a movie podcast together, COVID-19 hit, that podcast went on hiatus because there are no movies anymore. (laughs) And uh, he started his own show recently and I've got this bad dog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, my friend, Ben i Am I still pronouncing your last name correctly? Or you know, I really the ball you
1: could say Arguez, you could say Arguelas, you could, It's depends on how you want to say it. It's it's fine. Everyone's been saying it different my whole life. I say it different
0: sometimes. <laughs> See, I just call you Ben. So. Yeah, Ben works. Arguez. Arguez, yeah. Thank you for having me, Rob. I'm excited uh, to be here absolutely you betcha so we've got all kinds of stuff that i want to talk to you about today um for those people that watch this channel i know they always have questions i know this is early in the morning so i don't expect a large audience because it is what it is but i always have people that are asking like questions about more technical sides of music Mm -hmm. and i'm like listen you gotta talk to Ben. (laughs) this is what he fucking does so let's just get right into it. Uh basically we met I'll tell the quick 30 second story again. Mm-hmm. I was shopping around studios like two and a half, three years ago. Went to a whole bunch of them. Met you, had an appointment with you, came down to your studio. We talked for like an hour and I left and was like, I don't know why, but I got this gut feeling we would work well together. We're totally opposite people. Like on so many levels, yet we have so much in common. And then I was like, let's do it. So I signed the contract and within about two weeks of recording we found out we both love movies and we love I mean obviously we love music. and uh, you know the that's been that's been the last two, three years and I'm I'm glad I'm great that uh, great. I can't even speak right. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'm grateful that all of this has happened the way it has. So, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your background, what you went to college for, what you do professionally, in 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 both uh, at ISU and with DZ Records? Mm-hmm. Tell tell the folks about yourself. Ben.
1: <laughs> All right. So, my name is Ben Arguez. I've been here in my home in Hickory Hills my whole life, and I've always been a musician since about 14, it's about 17 years I've been a musician. And then maybe kind of fall in love with sound, audio, music, production just naturally. And I've always been into that type of stuff. So I decided to go for my undergrad to Columbia College and studied audio design production. And then I went to graduate school at the Art Institute of Chicago where I studied I got an MFA in sound design and sound art. Because I kind of like to do a lot of sound art, sound design work along with uh, music production, audio production. So a little bit of art, a little bit of technical stuff putting them together. That's where I meet as a musician and a, an a audio engineer. And then after I graduated, graduated from the Art Institute, I got a job at uh, Illinois State University being a professor teaching in the creative technologies department, teaching sound design, mixing, mastering, uh, intro to arts technology, project performance, music industry, stuff, stuff related to what I do, obviously. So yeah, so that's the professional side of teaching it. Then at DZ records, which I completely just skipped. I started that in 2010, I skipped it cause that's been in the background the whole time I was doing everything else. It was always there. And that's been slowly growing. And it, um, it started off as just a small, simple recording studio where I could record myself, some friends. I didn't really know any musicians at the time, just a couple. And, uh, 10, almost 11 years later, it grew into doing live video sessions every week. I think we're up to around 1300 I've done right now. And then, DZ Fest we've done every year this would be the 10th year but we had eight full DZ fests um the ninth one was canceled last year because of covid the 10th one might happen in september but i think we're still going to call it the ninth one it's messing up everything it's messing up my whole decade plan but it's okay and uh we started doing a podcast at dz records friends of music mandate movies now i do bending brains which is why i started in december i think we're, we've had 11 guests i do one a week
0: I think I was guest number 10, and then sure. one, one of the people that I want to get on this show so bad, your cousin, Matt Bauer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Matt's great. He was 11. He's right after you. So two two great people in a row that um, know me in a different way. So it was really fun to have those conversations, and that's been really cool. And I just started that because I through college, through teaching, through DZ Records, through the Fest, through the other podcasts, meeting musicians like yourself just constantly, just every week, just the new five to 10 new faces and conversations you start to meet a lot of people over the years and you hear interesting stories and bands would come to do sessions here and record live sessions and they'd stay the night cause it'd be from out of town. So you get to meet someone from Texas, New York, Boston, California, Canada, just making more and more new friends. And I decided to start a podcast where I could talk to all the unique, fun, creative, interesting individuals across the globe. And so now we're at a place where dz records record record albums still just like we did yours um i think maybe done around 60 or 70 records there and then the sessions i do a lot of on location stuff where i'll go film people on location whether it's at a barn a venue a field you name it i've done it so anything with audio and video i try to do um and that's where like when we talk about film i've always been really into the production and the technical side of it how it comes together with the lenses, the camera, the camera bodies, the shots, the gimbals, the cranks, the microphones, the the uh, sound design, the sound art, all of it. And uh, even and then even like the writing part of it, the creative part of it, because I also like to write. But um, that's where I think you and I always mesh really well, because you know a lot about uh, the production, uh, the companies. I remember you mentioned a book you read that kind of laid out the hierarchy of the production companies, distributing companies, how they kind of work, how they go and are intertwined and kind of like the, the more, uh, corporate and like, um, you know more about like the writing and the corporate part of it it
0: seems like not corporate
1: in a bad way. It's just like you talk about Disney and you say all these things that I'm like, I never know.
0: It's an interesting yin yang because it's like, I know all about like the, like I come at it from the, the writing, like the, the, the highly creative side, but then also the business side and then you're all like technical how are you going to get from A to B? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm just like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, right, but we have to go from A to B. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah. how are we going to get there?
1: Yeah. And that's how I've always been. have always, because I, I consider myself a creative person, an artist, but I also like the technical sides of things. So I like to just kind of find a way to put them all together because I'm also a musician. And I play in a bunch of bands. So just anything music, sound, audio, video, film, technical, creative related. I want to do it. I love it all. I've been doing it for a while, and um, I still do it. And I love being able to teach it, act it out with with people. As far as my bands, uh, help musicians and capture their sound and give them records, give them videos, and then teach those things. So kind of like all three branches from teaching it, doing it, and like having it, and like trying to create stuff still. So a little bit of everything, and I enjoy it all. I hope that's a good explanation.
0: <laughs> you just get that's a great pile. Um, you know I, I'm waiting for the audiobook. but anyway <laughs> you know so what's crazy is like we've known each other for a bit it, you know I was fortunate enough the last DZ Fest I played with my mm-hmm. band was a ton of fun I'll never forget that day I I wore a pineapple like a pineapple button-up shirt because it was summertime mm-hmm. and I wore the clothes that I wore when I got like for call time that morning like when everybody was setting up and shit i got there i sweated through my clothes changed into my my stage clothes was on stage for i think it was what a 30 minute set mm-hmm. sweated through those clothes while on stage it was like you know afternoon got off the stage put on a third set of clothes sweated through those and was just like fuck it and then the rainstorm came was that or was the rainstorm the day before? We had rain both days. Both days. The, it second, was worse day the second day, but we had it both days. Oh man, that was crazy! And Boy, like, tell me, <laughs> for those for those that you know have been to festivals, when the weather acts up, for everybody that's working them, crazy stuff has to happen. Crazy Not fun stuff. Ben's Ben's tying hammers to ropes and swinging tarps and throwing them sixty feet in the air. And I'm just like, why is nobody filming this? This shit is very, this is ridiculous. My
1: friend Mikey filmed that with his film camera. He made a, a one hour DZ like documentary about it. And it's hilarious. Right. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah.
0: That's so crazy. It was uh, crazy. Yeah. So it's like DZ records, you know, it's so weird because you have, you have cut so many videos, mm-hmm. you know, and, I know you've cut singles and EPs and you've done handfuls of albums and stuff, but I think what most people know DZ for, at least at this point from what you've built as a business is a place to shoot live music videos, basically live music videos and DZ fest. Yeah. Those are the two things I right. hear the most. And it's crazy. Cause it's like, I don't, you know, like you guys cut that music video at the beach remember over the summer. Mm-hmm. And like that was great. I, and you know, most people know this. I'm not a big fan of music videos. I I just like the songs to speak for themselves, but I love live performances. Right. So one of the things that attracted me to DZ right out of the gate, like once I started to get to know you was that you do that. You've got the awesome studio. So for those of you that, you know, can't see this, uh, I'll bring up some photos. This is from when I cut my record. Do, Do 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 pulling up the images? So like there's Janet playing lap slide. Uh, there's me and Ben, me cutting vocals. And that's me, you and Mike mixing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you guys go on my YouTube channel, I have uh, a playlist of my DZ record sessions. So you've got this great studio in which to cap- like, capture the videos because it naturally looks great with all your guitars up on the wall and all the artwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you capture these songs. And I don't really know a lot of people that that focus on the live performance aspect, cutting these like live music videos that are so intimate, yet they work great, especially for, you know, promotion material and all that kind of stuff. And that was one of the things that I love about it is because as somebody who's not a big fan of music videos, this works because it's it it's just a live performance of it but because you're so good at engineering and audio and everything it sounds as good as a record does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah so it's just like a whole new way to do it that was kind how, of the point sorry right. are you gonna ask no i was just gonna say i mean how did you get you know because I, I know a little bit about how you started dz and it was just for like you and your friends but like how did you get into that side of things? You know, was it just something that inspired you? Was it, you know, like budgetary stuff? Like you always wanted to do it, but you just needed to get a lot of money so you could get the equipment? Um, It's
1: a little bit
0: of a lot of stuff. So at first it was, I just
1: wanted to have, I'm kind of like um, a nerd purist about stuff. So I wanted to just have really good equipment to begin with, even at a young age. So like 20 to 22, I was always buying like really good Guitars, guitar amps, effects pedals, microphones, cables, stands. I was buying, like, the better versions of them inherently. That's just how I was. And then when I started to realize how good they were and and started recording with them more, I was like, well, maybe we could start doing, like, some of my friends had cameras. And I was like, maybe we could start doing, like, videos. So I started using the video camera from my iMac Pro or my iMac, my old one, which looked terrible. But I did that. And so a lot of the first videos are just good microphones, like good audio with a bad camera. And then a friend of mine had a camera that I could borrow like a Canon T3i. And I just like the first hundreds of videos were just different camera bodies with different lenses, nothing matching. It doesn't even look right. Like looking at them now, I'm like, it's so hard to watch them. They bring me back They're It's from eight years ago, you know, it brings me back, but it's not at all what it. it is now. And it was just, like I said, eight years ago. So it's just eight years of building up more gear building up more um, information about how to do stuff better learning when you do it that many times now when a band comes in i'm as long as they answered all the questions i have in an email to prep for it i'm 90 percent set up and nearly 90 percent mixed in my software because the everything's so particular the drum kit's always the same drum kit the mics everything's always the same thing in the same acoustic space so getting a template set up in like logic when they come in there's not much i have to change because it's always kind of set up and harness the same way in that basement same with the camera same with the lighting i just have to fine-tune stuff but it's always kind of like the baseline's already there and that took years i mean now i'm able to film them by myself with these uh remote gimbals and these gliders and sliders that move they're programmed and they move on their own and that took i got those two years ago so that took six years of doing it before i even got to that so six years of me asking people to help volunteering five different friends i was i started with one camera went to two then three then four then eventually got the five and now i have five and i do with the sliders and the gimbal so i could re- do sessions alone which is great with covid it's just me with the mask and the bands come in so i could really keep it simple but the lighting improved and got better and i just oh, about yeah. that the audio got better I upgraded audio interfaces and microphones and it's just like a slow progress of doing it and i used like all the the money i just put it right back into it So I just kept reinforcing it back. Every time I had money from a session or from a recording, I just kept upgrading and just keeping it in DZ records, upgrading for DZ Fest, all
0: that stuff. And that's the thing about the space that we live in working in entertainment is that, you're constantly the money you're making you're putting directly right back into into your career so that you can build upon your career sure you know and it's like i remember and i'd love to at some point get a i want to do like a video like a behind the scenes of how you shoot videos mm. because it really is cool so mm-hmm. like for myself for example you know it was i didn't bring the band in for the for the video sessions it was just me and you know i sat down on the chair you got me situated and then I'm cutting the songs and I'm watching these cameras move all around at the same time. And it's like, you know, for somebody like myself, I'm just, you know, I'm not used to that specifically because I'm not used to being, um, you know, filming that kind of stuff. Right. And I'm watching them all move around and I'm like, man, how's he going to edit this together? And then it turned, and I was like, wow, how cool is that? And you just got these remotes and the cameras sway and they, they go over here and they do this or yeah. whatever. But it's like, you got to that point, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was, it wasn't overnight. And I remember mm-hmm. since I met you, you know, right after we met, you were like, Oh, I got this new board. And I mean, it's stuff that goes right over my head, but Oh, I got this new, you know, remember your, your boxes on the, on the right-hand side of your computer. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh, I got new ones, you know, and then mm-hmm. I, got, I got this and I got these new mics and it's like, this is great. How does it sound? Cause that's what <laughs> I care about. And, yeah. And it's, it's so, it's just so neat, you know, mm-hmm. And other than like Audio Tree, you know, out of the city, to me, there's just not a lot of people that are doing what you do per se, let alone your festival, which I'd like to get to now. Mm-hmm. You plug the shit out of that thing because when COVID's over, hopefully people will flock to uh, to the next DZ Fest, whenever that yeah. show will be. And you had all these big plans and stuff for the ninth year. I think the 10th year you want to do like a greatest hits and have like you know, like the best bands or whatever from yeah. the last 10 years. Yeah. But why don't you tell everybody about how DZ Fest started? Cause that to me is fascinating.
1: DZ Fest is probably the the most, the biggest thing I do. And it's definitely was the hardest thing to get to where it is. It's the most work for sure, by far. It's very stressful, but it started off with when I was younger, you know, in high school, we always wanted to have shows I always wanted to put on I was very fascinated by like things like Woodstock, La Pluza. I went to La Palooza when I was like 17, 18. So I got inspiration from those things, but never really heard about anybody doing their own. I always wanted to like, have my own. My yard was big enough for it. Um, I had like the know-how how to, how to at least build and kind of set up stuff because I've always just been building things. Whether or not I'm good at it, I at least will do it. So um, it started off in 2012. I had just enough like PA. Um, sound gear nothing good just like a couple yamaha speakers a behringer amp and a little mixer nothing professional at all and then just a couple amps and a drum kit and threw it up there built a little stage it was like i was i was going on a run i ran a lot back then and i saw a bunch of wood that someone was throwing out from their deck so i built i went back with my truck and built the first stage out of old deck wood it was not good um but it worked and bunch of extension cords and lights and didn't pay attention to the power and the voltage and you know making sure i don't have too much uh amperage on one circuit just a lot of stuff i've learned i always joked saying DZ fest turned me into an amateur electrician um just by by design so yeah there were seven bands that's all i knew back then it was literally every band i knew and it was mostly just friends and random people like oh like yeah i'll play and it was i didn't even know who they were And it was kind of like just a big party, invited a bunch of people. It wasn't hard to get, you know, 200 people there the first time because of the DZ, the clubhouse behind it. Everyone hung out there anyway. I always had massive, massive gatherings and parties there. So I just kind of got everyone that was always there to come and some more friends. And it was kind of like a little block party party. We had like a bonfire afterwards. It ended at like, you know, 1030. We started at like four and was very scattered, very unprofessionals, really mean doing as much as I could and everyone else kind of just hanging out. I was just running back and forth. Maybe a couple people were like on it with me, but it was nothing like just nothing like it is now. And uh, it started from there. Then the next year, a little bit bigger, Came up with new ideas. Let's have tacos. Let's get Jones sodas with DZ record posters on. My friend will make t-shirts, like just a little bit of stuff, collected more stuff. I, I'm a big collector of things. Um, we're using Charlie from day one. Yeah. Charlie's been doing Charlie's t t-shirt one. guy.
0: Oh yeah right for, for
1: nine years he's been doing it he's, he's and he's and he's gotten better because of it like he's got he's upgraded his gear like everyone involved has gotten better with what they do from the sound people to the camera people to person working the door merchandise like everyone who's been doing it this whole time with me probably a good solid 30 people have been a part of it the whole time in some way shape or form they've all like gotten better with what they do and they know how to work with me better i know not work with them better and we're all good friends so by 2014, it got a little bit bigger. I think we got to like 14 bands. Um, 2015, we I added a second stage, which most people were not happy about because it's a lot more work. It's double everything. So I forced myself to, to buy double of all double those.
0: everything. And as double soon everything. one band ends on one stage, the next band starts yeah, on the other. Run, so, run. I mean, you are running a fucking tight ship.
1: It's insane. Noon, One, one, one thirty, back and forth from noon till ten thirty at night. 20 bands the last two bands get 45 minute sets the first 18 bands headline, get uh, yeah. 30 minute sets um and that that was the year that was the turning point that was the year we got like way better bands bigger bands bands i didn't know because what was going on was i started doing the live sessions in 2013. started dz fest in 2012 the podcast friends of music in 2012 and recording bands music in 2013-14 so this all happened at the same time So the amount of bands, the array of bands I've been able to choose from grew because they were coming in. So I didn't know a lot of the byproducts of doing the video sessions and recording and interviewing people were. I almost had like a a free tryout of the bands to perform perform for me in my basement while I got the film and record them, and then go back and edit and hyper analyze it and find out a lot about their music, and then be like, oh, this would be a cool band for the fest, and kind of build. Our portfolio of people to have on there, and I just kept doing that every year. More and more bands. Now it's gotten to where I have hundreds of bands to choose from, and like narrow it down. Then we started doing monthly shows in 2013, called the Intimate and DZ Records. We've been doing them ever since. And comedy shows. So the monthly shows gave me bands to choose from. The sessions gave me bands to choose from. Recording records did. Friends and music did. Having the DZ Fest did going up to more shows because of the bands and meetings. So like this weird circle, just so much bands and music got to where I had to, to, I have to deny people. Like people ask all year round if they could play. And I'd be like, sorry, I have a list. I just throw their name on I'm like, it's, there's 180 people on here, only 40 play. I don't, you know, right. so it's, it's it grew to that. But um, by 2015, it was the two stages. And that's when I was like, all right, next year, 2016. We're doing two days, two stages, and that was hard to convince people. But I kind of just—you do something with enough confidence and charisma, and people are like, "All right, I guess it's going to work." He got—he has the the belief and the faith, you know. So right,
0: and I think that in my from the history you've described me over the years, it's like that was the turning point where it went from a you know DZ fest to a legitimate festival.
1: Yeah, that's when people. You know, I more mean, serious.
0: yeah. Right.
1: You hear two stage, two days, forty bands, forty artists, sound artwork, sixty volunteers, food trucks, merchandise, artwork, the whole shebang, and it's set up well, and the audio and video is good. And, um, another thing I would always do with the intimate evenings and for DZFest is every band, as a form of payment, because I don't charge at the door, it's it's donation only, because we donate right. the money. So as a way to compensate bands, they all get one video for free. Right. So DZ Fest yields 40 videos every time, which, which I have to afterwards.
0: That's its whole other animal. So like the year that I, the year that I was involved with it, you know, which by the way, I did win the MVP award. You did. Um, and you
1: deserved it. Cause you were a champ.
0: I, I'm, but that's the thing, you know, like we knew each other, but you weren't used to like work Rob, which is like, I, you know, I'll get whatever the tasks are done. And then I'm like, all right, what do you got next? And then it's just like, um, who was it? Who was it that showed up from out of town? One of the performers was Yada Man. Yada Man showed up with his producer. Yeah, and they were like, "Yo, you got some towels? We all because like all their shit was wet. They needed yeah. to dry it off." And I'm like looking around, and I'm like, "I'm just gonna take the bull by the horns because because your basement always floods, so I know where you keep your towels at in your house." Yeah, and then like one of your roommates was, I'm like, I'm like walking out of your closet with all these towels, and your one of your roommates is like what are you doing? I'm like, now a man needs towels. And he's just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, My man needs towels. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I mean, it's like you, and then you got these crews, like four or five people filming these videos and they're all like up in your face and shit. You're on cause it's one song. So if, if it's a third, like for me, it was a 30 minute set. So I think I did like six or seven songs. Right. And something like that, six songs. So I think it was the last song was Try. I think that's what we closed with. And that's the one that they filmed. So like, I'm on stage and I'm just like, you know, well, can you know, and it's like, here's this crew that just all of a sudden appears out of nowhere. And they're all on stage and they're just like, and they got the, they got the, all the gear and all the cameras and all this stuff. And you're just like, this is fucking awesome. You know, and you can't say I'm playing guitar right now, you know? Yeah. And then, all right, thanks. Thanks a lot, everybody. You know, all right, ladies and gentlemen, And then it's like everybody just turns their chair. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you're watching, you're watching one stage, I get done. And then whatever the next band was, just turn your chair around. And then the stage behind you, and you just got all the people in the middle. Like it's, it works. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for an independent festival, whatever you're doing, obviously is very successful because it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, Mm -hmm. you know? And so are the acts. Yeah. yeah
1: i mean i wanted to grow it to uh three days three to sta- stay i'll keep it two stages because it has to stay in the yard but but three days two stages um 50 bands and start later each day so start at do three to 10 30 uh friday saturday sunday instead of noon just because not enough people show up to the earlier slots so that three allows for Fans come back, recuperate if they drank or ate too much the night before. It allows for the um, volunteers to like get some rest and come back, you know. And we can add an extra ten bands by doing that. You cut hours,
0: but you add an extra ten bands, so it still grow. It still grows, you know. And that, like, for the for the volunteers, the people helping you run this thing, it's crazy because the like. So I played Sunday, but Saturday I got there at like I don't know ten thirty, eleven o'clock in the morning. Just helped out all day. I got home at 2 a.m. ish. Passed out at 3. Was up by 8.30. Uh, you know, had to get ready. Had to get my gear and shit. Probably left the house at 9.30. So I got to see you at like 10.30. I was on stage, I think, at like 12.30 or 1. I mean, you know, and then got home that night. Because we did the podcast afterwards, after everything was over. We did the me, you, and and Matt, and a couple of your buddies. Yeah. I got home at like 4 o'clock in the morning, and then Monday it's like, man, I, I I don't I don't even know what time I got on bed, yeah. you know. And I wasn't, I mean, like full disclosure. You had friends there that were, you guys were out and about setting shit up at eight a.m. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, it really is. It's a very for you to go to three days and then have – I think that would make sense because that way the crew gets kind of a little more of a mm-hmm. reprieve. You don't have to start as early. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait. Now I'm just getting excited now. I can't wait till all this shit's over in like a year or so to get back. To the- How about like three months? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean like to have it I, to the extent that it used to be.
1: Sure. It Best case scenario, September is probably the best case scenario, and that would be – all the vac you know everyone's vaccinated in america right. um people are psycho- psychologically more okay with being outside right. masks on in the sun which is the probably the best way to do it
0: and so you definitely think in september we're still going to be doing the masks and the. yeah i you
1: know. think masks will be a thing for another probably till next year That's especially like when people are near each other maybe not for everyone but for a lot of people's psychology it'd probably be helpful to like be to convince yourself it's okay to be outside next to people or near people. And it's a good thing. It's outside in the yard, spacious. People don't have to be near each other. You know, people get spread out and uh, I hope it could happen, but there's no, way of knowing I'll probably know for sure by July, you know, but, um, yeah, 2016 was the two day, two stage 40 band thing. And since then I've been honing it on like the gear, the setup, the design of everything. And like, Growing the artist tent because the artist tent was the thing that started in 2015. It started later, maybe 14, and I started getting like actual artists I didn't know by like 2016, and growing that because once I honed it on the 40 bands, that wasn't going to get any bigger. That was just the confines of time and space. But the art tent I could keep growing, so I finally got that to 40 artists, so I can like promote it and market it as like two days, two stage, 40 bands, 40 artists selling artwork. So it's kind of like. You know it's even but i would like to get it to the three days 50 bands 50 artists but uh since 2016 it's been two days 40 bands um 16 17 18 and 19 and then last year we had to not have it because of covid but uh it keeps growing and fun stuff keeps happening like the year you were there if you probably remember this one red bull just like Emailed me the day before and was just like, all right, hey, can we like spawn like do a quick sponsor? We show up
0: and just hand out Red Wolverine. How fucking awesome (laughs) was that shit. It was cool. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, you know, so once again, I'm a pale ass ginger, right? I can, you know, but I have to get like a base first. But I don't do well in like the it it was hot. The last Easy Fest, it was fucking hot but not only that, it was humid because of the rain mm-hmm. and it was like, I could barely breathe. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm there drinking, rolling. Cause you had all those uh, for the, for the bands, you had all these uh, uh coolers full of beer. Yeah. And you know, most of the volunteers are like trying to be professional and I'm, I'm like walking around. I'm like, yeah, I'm Rob Fishback and I'm just like down and rolling rocks at fucking two o'clock in the afternoon, sweat profusely sweating. And it's like, Wait, when the fuck did Red Bull get here? There's <laughs> just like Red Bull people with with cases and cases of Red Bull yeah. handing them out to people. And I'm like, oh, boy, these guys haven't seen me fully caffeinated yet. And I'm just like, glug, glug, glug. and I don't usually drink energy drinks. You know me. I'm a coffee yeah. tea guy because uh, that shit, I mean, full disclosure, I mean, I'm glad they came. But that shit's terrible for you if you drink it on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, two Red Bulls deep. And then fucking running around like speedy Gonzales, you know what i mean
1: i do know you mean it was i had a lot I, I i must have had four or five um that day and it was great like they showed up in the car like the classic red bull car with the red right. bull can on the back and right. they walked around with backpacks red bull backpacks full of red bull and we we're just handing them out with like pins and stickers and they filled up they had uh we had the kiddie pools that i filled with water yeah and, and they just filled up they put like a 100 red bulls in that kiddie pool it was hilarious but it was cool. I'm going to reach out to them every year. Now that they reach out to me and be like, Hey, we're doing it then. If you want to come by, why not? And uh, yeah, just stuff like that. It'd be cool to get a little bit more of those types of things. Just kind of fun. Not like official sponsors because I, I really enjoy just like the DIY non-corporate side of it all. You know,
0: I but know just, you do, but you know me, I'm, I'm always thinking business, business wise ahead. Like, Oh man, you but yeah. But what if they start to promote it? You know what I that's, mean? But that's <laughs>
1: why it works. Like the irony of it, is it works because it's obnoxiously DIY <laughs> like right. you were there like it, it is the epitome of DIY there's nothing about it that isn't like the cables being buried the, the wooden structures of the stages that all the tents are custom made the tarps are custom like everything is designed by myself and people around to put together in that space on mm-hmm. those days you
0: right. do do you have the cords buried in the yard mm-hmm.
1: all the all the extension oh. cords and sound cables and everything is buried it looks like it looks official. It looks like this stuff's always here. Like it's just permanent. Right. You know, and it's not. It's all completely put up every and then put back down and
0: yeah. Are they still the is it still the original wood for the stages, or
1: have you gotten No, so I have probably gone this is probably the fifth fourth fourth rendition of wood. I've every like other year I pretty much replace all the wood just because it gets beat up and right. too many holes. It's not safe. I try to keep a lot of it, but like the two by eight, um the two by six by sixteens like the main beams for the uh the main structure though for the stages i usually replace those the four by fours that are treated that are the post i can keep those a bit longer because they're treated and their four fours are pretty strong but even in, uh, eventually like i can't hit ha- those are very important so i can't have any of them with like cracks or issues and if i see that i just toss it and i burn a lot of <laughs>
0: wood and what flo- are your floors are it's regular plywood, is it not? Yeah, so it's half
1: inch OSB board across the two by six by sixteens, which are sixteen inches apart and four feet off the ground exactly. So the stage is sixteen feet deep, twenty four feet wide, four feet tall, and then eight feet post with a eight foot uh, awning above you, right with the Backdrop. And it kind of creates like a half room because you have sound being blocked on top with with blocking the reflections of sound sound dampening on the back with a bunch of sound dampening curtains behind the drum kit and then the carpet on the ground so you're kind of creating like a half room which is great for acoustics keeping it kind of more dense and then pushing all the sound forward so when you're like when stage d is going on the sound's going outward into the yard and people are like showing up people are like yeah i don't really hear it i parked down the street i don't even really notice anything because like it's weak you're like, kind of in the shell yeah <laughs> kind of created like this little dome of sound you have to kind of be within it just right. to kind of keep it safe for the for the environment of the neighbors. Not be too annoying, too loud, you know, because it's pretty loud and we go pretty late. Try to cut
0: it off by like 10 30. Yeah. By the by the ends of the the days, it's just it is just a fucking rager. Yeah, I mean, that's um it. yeah, I'd fucking love it. I can't but, wait to do it again. <laughs> I miss. I, I know, I
1: know. Miss- I it, it. was nice to it was the first time I had a summer to myself in like a decade, but I I still missed it. Like I remember the day I was so mad the day of. Oh my god. The week of that it would have been last July was just like 75 and sunny every day, no rain. And then the two days of it was like 76, 75, sunny the whole time. And then afterwards it was sunny. So setting up would have been nice, having it would have been nice, and taking down dismantling would have been nice. Those are all three, like a lot of friends and bands just like, oh, the weather looks good that weekend. It's like, you don't understand. It needs to be good for me to set up. It needs to be good for me to execute. It needs to be good for me to put everything back. Cause like last year the rain was bad that week. And and then it rained even more the following week so I couldn't even put everything back. It kept oh, getting yeah. wet. It
0: was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I, like, I remember when we were tearing shit down, like after it was over. Yeah. And cause you had, you, wh- how many people did you have crashing at your house? All the, uh, the bands and like 20,
1: 20 something people probably
0: a lot. Yeah. And so like, I'm carrying in like fucking toms and snares and shit. And I'm like walking them into the basement and just like all these XLR cables and extension cores and I'm just, and there's just shit all over the place. Yeah. You got all these people crashing at your pad, right? Yeah. Cause they're playing the festival. Yeah. Bands come like, in from around the country and sleep there. Yeah. But not all your, all your equipment's outside when they get there and yeah. then they're still there. And then we got to bring all the equipment inside.
1: It's a logistical, um, it's a logistical, like, nightmare but like i've learned how to hone in and get it all like now when i do it, it it's about nine months it takes from start to absolute finish so from when i reach out to the first band to when the last video is edited and up on youtube like that's about nine months so i usually hit my off season usually october to uh, october november december and then january is when i start planning executing july finish up all the remnants of it from the videos and putting me back by late august september right and that's how it's always been so to like not have that and i don't have that structure right now it's march and i haven't been planning anything because it's like i don't even think it's gonna happen in july but a lot of the bands that were gonna play last year like i had the full lineup and the poster ready last year like it's all was already that right. we had to cancel it so a lot of those bands are gonna play this year they're just moving it over and i might lose some but i have a bunch of other ones in mind and it'll be the first year i don't think there'll be, I think there'll be any reoccurring bands all 40 bands are new it's my first a time.
0: Doing it. Um, I've had a
1: lot of like reoccurring bands this time. It's just all new bands. That's not coming up from Texas. I don't think so. I mean, that was the plan last year. Cause they played like four or five years in a row. So we're like, let's just right. like, take a break everyone who's ever played, take a break and just have a new slate. And then the 10th year, bring it back a bunch
0: of people, but and that, do like, a, like a greatest hits kind of thing.
1: Exactly. So I don't know what that means now,
0: but I, I mean, I'm willing to bet any amount of money. There's no way you're doing it in July. Maybe September. there's no way. I already see that thought. I could see you doing, like, in September. small. by the way, shout out to Jake, uh, one of my awesome moderators, who says, oh, hi there. Um, He's probably working right now. Popped into the chat. Uh, I I could see maybe September you, like, live streaming the festival with, like, a small audience socially distanced. I think you could probably pull that off. That would be pretty neat. Well, the thing is, Riot Fest is still
1: planned for September, and that's the week before. Really? Yeah,
0: they haven't can't. I mean, they just canceled Comic Con like two days ago. When is that supposed okay. to be? July. That makes sense. That's also inside. So those are two factors, right? The
1: indoor thing scientifically is a huge thing as far as the virus doesn't survive in the sunlight, and then like psychologically, it helps people like I'm outside. This is safer. It's better, which it is. So it's
0: oh yeah, for sure. It's a
1: different ballgame. People have been doing a lot of outside stuff this whole time. If you could be outside. People eat outside. People go to things outside. People go to shows outside still. It's like, as long as it's outside, it's a game changer. So, the fact that we're outside, it's also seven months from now. Those are, I mean, seven months, so much can happen. The vaccine, I guess there were supposed to be 600 administrative and put out into the world by August. So, it might be something we plan. And then in August, I have to like decide to cancel it or not, you know? Right.
0: Let's put it this way 353 days ago. They told us this was going to last for two weeks. (laughs) So Rob just plays the, okay. Yeah. Okay. I know
1: I I'm 100% on this balance beam of of the fence going like, I got to plan for the future and try to make it happen. But I need to be aware that like, there's a good chance it just isn't going to happen. So I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. That's why I'm like, all right, 40 bands were going to play last year 30 have gotten back saying like they still are going to play it's not going to be hard to find 10 so i could like just chill i'm just going to chill on it and i already have the time the dates i got all the gear i got everything i need so i could just kind of just put on the back burner not worry about it and see how the climate goes politically uh morally ethically physically safe wise the numbers the doses mentally how's everyone feeling all those things have to be 100 percent in order for me to do it so It's stressful to think about what it is, what
0: it is. And that's, I mean, you know, the entire world has been affected by this pandemic. Every every single person. And I don't know anybody that it's not affected their life in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. But what I have found interesting is depending upon who you are and kind of what bubble you live in, it affects you differently. So once again, the entertainment industry is affected completely differently than like my buddy, Scott, who's an electrician. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's been able to go still go do jobs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Where it's like, I'm sitting here going, when the fuck are they going to drop Black Widow on Disney Plus? Because they can't just keep moving this release date. But like, that's the world that we live in. You know what I mean? Or you're like trying to plan like music festivals, mm-hmm. whereas like everybody is affected differently. And that's one of the things that in history, when we look back on this, will be very interesting to kind of get every, you know, in 30 40 years when you when your grandkids or whatever the fucker you know asking you about the pandemic days everybody's going to have like their own stories and that's you know to me it's cool it's terrible what's going on is just you know the I, and the PTSD and the the after effects of this and just like the sadness and the loss and everything is its own animal but to me for you in 30 years to be talking about well we had to cancel these fest you know what i mean yeah it's it's just it's very it's very interesting but yeah. while we're doing this show, I would be remiss if I didn't completely change the subject and we talk about movies for 15 minutes because, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's how we really hit it off. Yeah. So have you been watching? You know, I was just on your show the other week and we were talking about it a little bit. You've really been in, and so have I, different forms, but we've really been into fitness. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me before the show, you're going to go on a five mile walk shortly after this program's over. So I know you're still really focused on that. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching anything? No,
1: <laughs> Nothing. I like, know like, nothing. I got, I have no apps to watch anything. Right. I don't watch anything. I don't even want, like, want to sit down and turn on the TV. It's weird. Do you, uh, did you
0: catch the golden globe winners? I, no, I didn't even know that it happened. I, I forgot that they were on. And you know it's Sunday night. I'm just like, this is when, cool. when was this? It was, they were on Sunday. Damn it now. Four at one best comedy or musical, and No Man Land won best drama. Okay, and it's like you know, I we've talked about this before. I've had an incredible, incredibly hard time. You know, I love you know depressing movies, but since COVID has started, my attention span. I can't. I can't. I got a whole list. The Five Bloods, and one night in Miami, and a promising young woman, and all these movies, No Man Land, that I want to watch, and it's like every night happens, and it's midnight, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sit down and watch a movie, and then I either watch like two episodes of The Simpsons and pass out, or I watch, you know, like I rewatched the Dark Knight trilogy like a month ago. I just can't, I just can't get there, you mm-hmm. know, and that's it. It's weird, it, but you're in the same situation you're having you're struggling to get interested in watching a movie which is so weird for us because we've seen thousands of films thousands i I I just needed a break i think i
1: i think i just went really hard on it and when i saw the opportunity to like back in march when everything shut down to just like go outside and try to keep my sanity through some type of a mental emotional health and sitting around in dark rooms just watching stuff over and over again doesn't really do that um doesn't really help with that and i was aware of that and i was like you know i've seen enough movies i've seen a crap ton of movies i could take a breather and i'll be okay like i'm not going to lose my interest in these things and i haven't lost my full interest in them i've just been like i think i needed like a year to just focus on other things and put my effort and time towards other things. i've been i did i have been watching some 4ks that i bought like i have like maybe 20 of them now and we've been watching those once in a while but it's really nice it has like purpose it's like i bought the 4k player we sit down it looks great sounds great it's like a movie night with my my roommates you know so i do that once in a while but now that the weather's getting better i'm just gonna like really just probably not watch much and i want to try to do it where i watch one movie a week yeah i used I to do a movie every night i really just would one a
0: week you know i have a whiteboard i have a whiteboard over here and i got daily goals and then like weekly goals for the week and one of them one of them's literally like one hour guitar practice per day but then one of my goals for the week is to watch two movies a week Mm. Or, you know, uh, two hours of a television program and a movie. Because I really like, unf- you know, this is eventually going to end and we're going to have to go back to the hustle, bustle, rustle. I mean, not that we have stopped, but, like, it's that, that, that train is going to start again. You know, the train stopped with new movies. I mean, it was every week it was, all right, you know, the Avengers is dropping and all the – all the hype for that. And then like, okay, you know, I'm going to drive to your house and we're going to cut an audio review for it. That's going to, that four fucking people are going to listen to, you know, cause neither mm-hmm. one of us really, I, it was before I figured out, okay, how are we going to market this thing? Yeah. You know, and all of that stuff is going to start up again eventually. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're different people than we were a year ago. Mm -hmm. I'm a totally different person than I was a year ago. I know you are as well. And so are a lot of friends of mine and new people that I've met, you know, they're in a different place than they were a year ago. So it's like when the new world starts, you know, I call it the before world right now, we live in purgatory and then we'll have the after world. And it's like, I will do everything in my power to carry with me like the new person that I am into this new world, but then also have to add some of the elements that we had before which is this movie's coming out this week and spoilers and we got to go see this and you know what i mean mm-hmm. so or so and so is coming to town to play a show mm-hmm. and it's just crazy but like i'm in the same boat and so are a lot of people that i, I know one person she's had she has a hard time watching anything that's not a comedy you know because i mean i haven't watched you know I, I did watch the dark Knight trilogy recently but i haven't watched i haven't rewatched any of the marvel movies since covid started Because it's like the world's on fire. We've got all these real villains that are out in the world right now. I don't want to watch Captain America.
1: Yeah. No, it's weird how like your mood, your actual existence in the mood really alters the music you want to listen to. um, The conversations you want to have, the things you want to watch. Um, I find myself wanting to, I like fell in love with music again. And like wanted to like listen to new music. I've gotten into more genres I never did before new ways of like sharing playlists on Spotify and just discovering new music and kind of just sit, I want to like sit around every evening with people and just talk and listen to music and like just enjoy life instead of just like everyone goes to their rooms and just like streams videos, you know, like, I I'm, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me anymore mentally.
0: You, you make Spotify playlists? Mm-hmm. Do do we follow each other on Spotify?
1: They're all private. I just keep it private. But I can share it. I just keep it private. Share it with
0: me because I'm always down to listen to some of your indie stuff. Because like that's, I mean, (laughs) for those of you that are watching this show live or after the fact, by the way, live or after the fact, please do me a favor and hit that subscribe button if you haven't, if you're new to this channel. uh, Give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I don't care either way because it's great for the algorithm. And leave a comment after the fact. That really helps. I want to plug that real quick. But what's interesting is... I, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. I, that's really all I had to say about it. It's all of it's just fucking nuts. I have a note for you. You're at
1: Rob Fishbeck on that sign behind you. There's like a little paper or something covering up the whale, an origami whale. It's covering up the blast part of it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's you see that? So you can't. See, yeah. They're, they're, oh, they're, the, whale. there you the whale's vagina. It's an inside joke. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Cause I blanked for a second. We we're talking about Spotify playlists. I, uh, musically, we could not come from further different backgrounds, Mm -hmm. like totally, you know, I think it was you that started calling me mainstream Rob, (laughs) you know, I think so. I mean, you meant it like lovingly, but like, I mean, it's true. You know, you see the records behind me. These all sold a lot of, well, Tom Waits, maybe not so much, but the rest of these records that are behind me sold quite a few copies, but like you turned me on to all this like indie music that I've never heard before, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's always cool yeah i could share some plays with you you've got a pl- plenty of indie is there out. anything you've been listening to recently that you're really digging like for me there's been a couple of bands i've found lately that i'm just like i can't get enough of them How about yeah you?
1: um this band deeper from chicago this band men i trust from montreal um this band Higham they're pretty popular from la or ham people call them but um they're really popular but um, i've heard of them yeah they're, they're hey, probably one man. topic band i listen
0: to yeah
1: yeah they're three three women it's a great great band um a lot of yeah just a lot of independent music this palm Span mothers Span band julie jacqueline Waxahachie. just a lot of mid like mid-level bands that are international internationally known tour the country probably have toured, toured europe and stuff but not not at like the level of the bands behind you you know there's so many levels of Popularity, fame, and success in all the industries and in all the arts, but a lot of these bands are bands that I, I hear about, or they play shows around here, where they've been here, or I know bands that have played with them. They're like not too far removed from from me, whereas I would never be able to get a hold of Johnny Cash, or well, you know, all, he's been dead for seventeen. If he wasn't, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, right? Yeah, or
0: Tom Waits or <laughs> Steven Nicks, like <laughs> you know, right. No, but I mean, and there's, you know, we've talked about this before. There's such a fine line between, like, making it and not. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. most, like, most bands don't ever cross that threshold of making it. Even, like, you know, the Ramones, which is one of, you know, uh, me and Matt talk about them all the time. Love the Ramones. They made it because, like, they cut a record with Phil Spector, so they definitely made it. Yeah. in the context of other bands from that era, Mm -hmm. they became far more famous 20, 30 years later because of like Tony Hawk pro skater Two that featured Blitzkrieg bop. You -hmm. know what I'm saying? Where, and then it's like in today's world, it's very different than it was 20 years ago, let alone 50 years ago, where there's so many bands and, you know, because of social media and Spotify and, you know, Pro Tools, right? A lot more people are cutting records. So there's even a bigger gap between like bands that make it like onto the radio, onto the Tonight Show, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's just all these other great bands that haven't crossed that yet that thank God for the internet because that's how we find them. Or like, you know, they contact you because they want to film a music video. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like most of the bands that I like today in the modern world, they're not on the radio. They're not on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just so different. Like the musical landscape is just so different than it used to be.
1: It's so different, but it's so plentiful. There's so much good music out there. You just got to, you got to search for it. You got to put some time into it because it's oversaturated and not in a bad way. There's just a lot. There's just a lot. And Spotify and iTunes, Pandora, these algorithms can help and get you to the right places and you just gotta put in the right effort and time and eventually they'll just like YouTube, they'll start recommending stuff that's similar and bring you to different places. And it's great to make playlists, share it with friends. So the ability to find and learn about more music is better than it's ever been if you put in the effort. But if you have that mindset of like there's nothing good anymore, I'm tired of this, this, and that, you're clearly not searching because there's more music, good music now with the back catalog of 130 years of music right plus the front catalog coming it's it's just it's endless it's literally endless you can never listen to all of it so you just got to keep searching and trying and it's an active effort just like film like watching movies like we're not watching right. movies we weren't aware of the little globes we weren't aware of this because we weren't putting in the effort but right. for years when we were putting in when we were putting in the effort we were aware of everything you know and then we stopped and look what happens it's the same thing with music you can't fall behind and stop you have to constantly keep up with it adapt with it, grow with it, learn that the music you liked growing up was relative to nostalgic things and the moments in your mind with your family and friends, but there's a great music coming. It's just different iterations of what you once loved, but you can't be stuck in just the past because then that's where you are and you won't be able to progress and take in more information, you know, and grow as a musician, artist, fan.
0: Right. And what's crazy is it's like, for me, you know, you fall off the movie train for just a little bit and you're a whole year behind. But Mm -hmm. with music, especially for like the bands that I follow, you figure, okay, they're going to cut a record every other year Mm -hmm. between 2018 and 2019. I was so busy writing and recording and booking shows and playing shows and doing stuff with you and going to the movie premieres on Thursday night and kind of the hustle, wrestle, bustle that there were a lot of records that came out that I wanted to listen to. That of bands that I love. I just didn't have the time to sit there and analyze them like I normally would. Mm-hmm. And one of the things because of COVID I've had more time to kind of sit with some of these bands and really like analyze these records for a change that I hadn't gotten to do before. And so when this is all over, that's something I want to continue is it's like, Hey, this new, this new record came out. I, I want to take the two or three hours and listen to it twice all the way through. and, and, process the lyrics and the stories, the characters that they're talking about in their songs, you know, because I come from that kind of that aesthetic of things. And, you know, you had made a comment about the back catalog of music for the, you know, like a month ago for like a week, I was on an Elmore James kick, you know, that's an artist who's been dead for decades. You know what I mean? He was, you know, he peaked popularity, you know, 60, 70 years ago, right? but for me, it's like, I wanted to listen to the blues. So I was listening to one of my blues playlists. And I was like, you know, I never, I never really did a deep dive on Elmore James. I really want to kind of get into that. You know, like I love Howlin' Wolf, right? But I started listening to him and it's like, no wonder, you know, I mean, you had made a point years ago, you said for every one movie that comes out, there's a thousand albums, or however you phrased it, mm-hmm. and it's so true. Like there's so much music to listen to and take in, and you know we're getting older, so I always fall back on '70s disco and yacht rock and singer songwriter stuff and the British Invasion and Creedence Clearwater mm-hmm. Revival and you know '80s '80s and '90s hip hop. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, you I mean, know. Happens, you're like, I'm gonna go listen to Blondie. You know, those
1: are that's fun, and those th- that music's great. There's no taking away from the merit <laughs> of that music, but you gotta, I mean, you're only 30, 31, right? So it's like you'll be 31 in what
0: when you turn 31? I just turned 30 like three months ago. So you're to, like, you know, sh- keep vanity, it. my friend, vanity. <laughs> vanity. I already it's lied in about
1: my age. November or October, November, November, right? End of November. You're so upset about it. He was like, oh, I can't be 31.
0: You um, that's why i want to be a
1: vampire welcome to the club dude so i'm only like you know one fifth way through my life i'm living to 150 155 right yeah so like i gotta keep up with this music i can't just be like an old man about it i'm young
0: well that's my point is that it's like it's an active thing you really have to stay on it
1: you do it's it's something that takes patience and time and when you start to neglect that film tv show art music mm-hmm what have you 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 fall behind not in a bad way you just fall behind you won't it makes it that much harder when you're like i want to find out about new music you're just like i don't know where to begin there's all this stuff going on where do i start so okay. it's good to just it's like doing your homework just like keep up with it do that action it's like working out just do a little bit of reps every day and you'll be fine you don't have to put that much effort if you want to just keep taking in music you know
0: yeah I it better myself all right. Well, we're going to be getting out of here in a minute. Is there anything you've got coming up that you want to let the people know about? Are there any, you planning on doing anything, you know, within the next few months or just kind of come
1: no, no public events, no shows, no fest. Um, I still do my podcast once a week with a guest and I have, you know, a handful of sessions once maybe, two or three every couple weeks I have some booked and that's pretty much it. Like,
0: are you this- still doing friends with music or are you just focused on bending? No,
1: breaks? no friends music. I think like officially ended last year. Cause just Matt, over. Matt just doesn't really want to do it anymore. And it was really his thing. I was trying to keep it going for him while he, you know, was, you know, raising his kid and getting his kid to an age where he can have more time. Right. Probably fine. But I think it's just, I don't know. Maybe he says he's got some feelings and some thoughts, like about maybe doing something. So I'm gonna let him. I got it. You know. I gotta
0: get him on this show as soon as possible. He sure is. Me and him get together. It's like a totally different. And I haven't talked to him in a while. I mean, we have that group chat that we get at like out of nowhere. For <laughs> those of you that are watching this, Ben's cousin Matt, out of nowhere, will send me and Ben a text and be like, "Top five favorite animated movies." Go. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'll sit there and I'll just like rattle off a bunch. And then like, you really like, or you really think about it. So uh, five, five hours later, you'll respond. <laughs> and it's like, that's our relationship. It's, it's, so it's fun.
1: It's fun. You and you and Matt are very similar with, um, I don't know. You have a lot of similarities. It's fun he's got
0: it. that, he's got that energy about him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's oh, yeah. really hyped and excited and stuff. Oh yeah. Very energetic
1: person. He's, yeah. he's, he's always been a huge, uh, he's a big pillar. Of like D Z Fest. He was always him and my friend uh, Eddie or manager D and Z. They like they keep it going.
0: They really help oh, a lot. They're good. I'll, tell it. everybody about bending brains real quick. I wanna yeah. you know how did that come about? And yeah.
1: Yeah, so I I've always been doing a podcast, you know, nine years doing a podcast with Between Friends of Music, Mandate Movies, being on other podcasts. I listen to a ton of them. I love them. Um, and I always just thought, like, man, I I just I so many fascinating people i will come across, so many different types of people from all walks of life with really fun stories. I've gotten to extrapolate a lot of great information from artists and musicians. When you work with them and you're doing something that you're in their mind because they're doing something creative, like when I'm working with you and your record or any band, you start to hear a lot. They start to open up to you. You become their unofficial therapist because they're doing creative things and they're pouring out their heart and soul into it, and you're just there listening to it. And bouncing ideas, maybe getting them feedback. So I started to hear amazing stories from people from all over the world. And that's when I was like, I really like podcasts. I like talking to people. I like listening to them. I've heard so many cool stories. And I, I came up with the name Bending Brains maybe in August or September. And I was just waiting.
0: You told me about it when we saw Tenet.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I came up with it three, four months before, wanted to get the right logo, wanted to get have the space, have the money for the studio build it up have a camera like buy a really nice podcast camera like all that stuff and it just kind of took it and by december i had everything i needed and it's been growing ever since and i just been updating things here and there i got the new plexiglass across the table um finishing up the foam that got a new desk just little bits here and there just building up the studio i hopefully will have it completely done within about a month it should be about 99 percent. so and uh, i'm gonna continue to do it interview people from around uh Scientists, doctors, artists, friends, comedians, just anybody. Anybody that I've found to have fun, unique, um, important things I think people should hear. that's about it.
0: Yeah, I uh that's pretty much I'm doing the exact same thing with this show. So Yeah. Cool. It's called Renaissance, man. A little bit of everything. Yeah, we're on the same page then. Right on. All right. Well, you want to let everybody know where they can find you, plug all your stuff, get it out there to the people.
1: Yeah. So I don't have an official website because I'm me um uh, but i have a youtube channel dz records youtube that's where all the videos have been for the last eight years um you youtube channel for bending brains it's youtube at bending brains there's like 11 videos up right now um you can find bending brains on every streaming service just anything you just google it it'll pop up spotify apple google pandora whatever um, and then what else? Instagram, DZ Records. That's where I'm mostly. am active social media wise. I don't have Twitter. Barely really use Facebook. It's kind of just there for me to exist on. Um, but DZ Records on Facebook, DZ Records on Instagram, Bending Brains on Facebook. Bending Brains is kind of just hybrid with Instagram right now. Instagram is like, everything just covers everything I do. That's just like my everything page. And uh, music. I'm in. I'm in five musical projects, but currently active in three. And all that stuff is um. You can check out Sylvia Vaser, uh THR, neighbors you know, Afterglows, and DZ, De- and um, Wilshire. And that, if you just Google those, they'll be on Bandcamp or Spotify. So.
0: And I've got in the description for this video, I've got the links to both of your YouTube channels, DZ Records and Bending Brains. Thank you. Oh, so no. right up. Well, thank you very much for coming on this show. Gotta have you back because yeah, you can- whatever. Well, obviously, we can just talk about anything.
1: Yeah, we we'll, we'll, we should do it. Um, maybe in the summertime when we when I decide about DZ Fest, we can have a conversation then.
0: Oh yeah, I'll definitely bring out. I mean, I'm. We'll definitely be doing some stereo stuff and probably some YouTube stuff long before then. I oh, mean, within the next two weeks or next yes. week, we'll probably be back on stereo. Yeah, But yeah. you know, if DZ Fest happens, you'll definitely be on here to plug the shit out of it. So of course, of course. Um, <clears throat> Thank you much, Rob. I appreciate Yeah, you that. bet. Everybody, you can find me everywhere at Rob Fishback. I'm sure you already know that. If you're watching this channel, like I said, if you can hit that thumbs up and leave a comment after the fact really helps with the algorithms. Remember to fluff your pillows. Do not flush your pillows. Stay safe. Be well. And we will see you all very soon.